Hi, I'm Greta. Hi, I'm Millie. And you're listening to The Books We Meet in the Library. A bookish podcast about reading and the book community. Millie, what are you currently reading? So I'm trying to finish off the end of the year chaotically. So naturally, I'm <laughs> juggling three books at the same time. Um, so I am reading Defiant by Brandon Sanderson, Squire by Tamora Pierce, and The Empress of Salt and Fortune by Nevo, because I'm insane. We're doing everything at once. <laughs> I, like, all of those are, like shorter books or rereads um except for defiant i'm just like trying to finish that series but yeah i'm just trying to end off the year with um a higher book count you know what i respect that i respect that all right and greta what are you currently reading i am currently on a little bit of a victory lap (laughs) and i am reading rouge by mona awad it's like your little bonus book of the end of the year. It really is. Um, side note, I'm very sorry if you guys hear a cough drop in my mouth. I think I might be getting sick. Oh, no. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. It rained oh, last so- night, so clearly that's what it must have been. No, clearly. Clearly. there was. I was on my way to go pick up some soup today, and I heard, um, I saw lightning, and I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Here we go. The end of the world in Southern California. No, truly. It, it rains a little bit and nobody knows how to drive, myself included. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so if I get sick, um, I won't be going to our family's um, Christmas. And like I told Millie, I was like, there, people are going to disown me. Like, I will get disowned if I don't go. It's so- like, yeah, you have to go. Like, stay se- seven feet apart from the rest of us, but you got to go. But enough of enough of this, like, random discussion about our family matters. Millie... Millie, what are we talking about today? So today is our official last episode of 2023. So naturally, we're doing a year in review of our reading experience and our book body count. And we're going into our 2023 reading statistics um, and also talking briefly about our 2024 reading goals. This is so exciting. First of all, look at us. We made it to the end of the year with our little podcast. How fun. <laughs> um, this is episode 20. So if you guys have been listening up till this point, uh, first of all, thank you as always. And I hope that you guys are able to um, recognize some of the books that we talk about because a lot of them we did end up reading on this podcast together. Yeah, I think that's going to be the most fun about today's episode. Um, you guys are going to get to see a little you know, behind the scenes, what we read on our own time. And also, you know, how the books that we've read on the podcast kind of bleed into our overall year in review. It's very, very exciting. I'm really excited for this. So today's episode is going to be broken up. And the first part is going to be all statistics. And the second part is going to be all kind of thoughts. Um, And when we were splitting up this episode, I was like, so should I read over the stats? And Millie was like, yeah, you should. And I was like, you're going to have the dyslexic one read all these big numbers. And she goes, it'll make up for you reading the synopsis. I mean, it's honestly like three or four synopsis in a row. So like, we're all ready for this. You're so mean. <laughs> all right. So um, I, oh my God, I almost choked on my cough drop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last podcast that we record. R.I.P. Greta. This will be the last one ever. Okay, so I went through our Goodreads, and I do what I do every year. If you didn't know, in Goodreads, in your, like, homepage, there is a stats section that allows you to view your stats for, the for like, of all time, for all time. So I did that for Millie and for me. 
And I have a couple of fun things to share with you, Millie. All right. So are we going to go through like all of your stats first? Or are we going to like ping pong back and forth between ours? Yeah, we're going to ping pong back and forth just so we can see how we compare against each other. Because let me tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, Millie is a professional reader. All right. She's a professional reader. I am a hobbyist and you will soon realize why. <laughs> I am so devastated, just FYI, because this has so far been my worst reading year since I've been tracking for the last four years. So I'm going into this You're feeling insane. ashamed, feeling disappointed. I dishonored my family. You're absolutely <laughs> insane. So to start off, total books read as of today, December 21st, 2023, Millie has a whopping 71 books, and I am at a cool 48 books. Woo. See, the, the thing is, is that your original reading goal was 48. Mm-hmm. So, like, you hit yeah. your reading goal, which is amazing. Mine was 100 because I was, um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of big balls at the beginning of 2023. <laughs> Babe, your reading goal is always 100. <laughs> But every year I inch closer to it. And this year I was like, nope, bitch. Nope. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my God. I remember last year was the first time that Millie, like, I guess ever confessed to me what she does. And before the last day of the year, she drops her reading goal so that she can meet it. She changes it. And I think that was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, wow, the lore. I always set it to a hundred as like a goal to motivate me throughout the year. But every year on the last day of the year, I will switch it to whatever my final book count is. So like, let's say for instance, this year I don't read any more books and I stop at 71. Then on like January 30, not January, December 31st, I'm going to drop it to 71. So it shows up as like a hundred percent completed. And so it does allow me to like keep track as I see like a year in review each year to see how many the final book count was, but I get the satisfaction of being like, you completed your reading goal, you cheat. So it's Confetti. great. Confetti. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, I love that. I like I I made that was like my motivation the entire year was the confetti. I did not want to switch my reading goal. I didn't want to drop my reading goal. I was like, I need to see confetti. I need to see confetti. That's all I could think about. With that being said, our total pages read, which is not always pages. We should have a total minutes read <laughs> because a lot of the books I read are audio books. The <laughs> same. Like, I think at least 60% of my books were audio. Absolutely. No, if not more for me, honestly. Um, okay, with that being said, 25,623 pages for Millie. That is insane. That's a lot of pages. Yeah. I have 16,408 total pages read. Millie, you are an animal when it comes to reading these books. that book stamina gotta get that book stamina that is crazy that's almost ten thousand more pages like that is insane now i'm gonna go through and let's talk a little bit about um <laughs> how, how 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 each month treated us you know how we did during each month so to start off in january we started off well you started off really strong with seven books read i only read three books in january February, you kept it pretty consistent with six, and I one-upped myself from the month before, so I got four. 
March, we were pretty on par with each other. Mm-hmm. Millie reading a cool seven and me a cool six. Okay, now April, Millie said double or nothing and she read eight. Well, I only read four. We get to May. And Millie read four while I only read one book. And I can tell you what that one book was. Actually, wait, no, no, no. No, not yet. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. But I, 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 there's another there's another month where I only read one book and I can tell you exactly what that one book was. In June, in June, Millie read a cool seven books and I only read five. Okay, now July, I stepped it up. Millie read four and I read seven. That is the highest. That is my highest book count. For um, in July, I was period. in Mexico for a week and then I was in Italy for two weeks. So I had like a week in between that to read any type of books. July, I was in, in, in July. Little did I know that I was about to experience a breakup in August. Oh, that explains a lot. That explains the next explains couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> in August, Millie read seven and I read two. And one of those two books was the Emily Henry release for that month. And I remember finishing that book and sobbing. <laughs> Not the five minute breakup phone call. It was amazing. It's so Taylor Swift coded of me. In September, Millie read eight books and i only read the wolf of oranyaro <laughs> that's literally the only book you read that month that's the only thing I read. i'm shook i mean i'm like i feel kind of honored um because oh you read that God. book in our birthday month but like that was the only book you read did it just drain you or what no i was just sad <laughs> and i forced you to read filipino coded grim dark fantasy i love this Listen, that was the highlight of it because on our Instagram story, on the books we meet at the library on Instagram, shameless plug, um, I mentioned the author and the author of The Wolf of Oranyaro responded to our story and we had a cute little interaction and Millie was asleep during this interaction. So I did my job and I was like, listen, Millie, she loves your book. She reads it every single year. It's her favorite book every single year. She loves the way that you do world building. It is so special to her. And she was like, thank you so much. And that was the highlight of September for me. I screamed when I saw that text message that you sent me with like the screenshot. And I I just kept screaming. Okay, that month was like really good for like shout outs in that way. Because it was it was not only K.S. Veloso, like Senpai noticed me. But also that same month, my favorite booktuber which is mm-hmm. no surprise because I mentioned her like 24-7 on my channel. My favorite booktuber is Becca in the Books. On um, She's one of the, the UK YouTubers. And um, the only Patreon account that I follow is hers. And, <laughs> and a friend of mine got to do a meet and greet with her when she was in New York. And she was like talking to her and she's like, yeah, actually my friend Millie, who has a booktube channel, she really loves your channel and she'd always talk about you and so I started watching you and that's when I joined your Patreon um so she introduced me to her and then she was like showing her my YouTube channel and I was like and then she's just like oh yeah I think I've seen her in my comments and stuff like that I was just like she knows I exist 
yes, senpai. Both of those things happen within days of each other. And that was just like, I was flabbergasted. It was great. No, I love that for you. That is amazing. Oh my God. All right. Then we got to October. October was when I had like my book crises and I was like oh I need to read every single book possible so that I can meet my goal I remember getting to October and posting on my Instagram story how the hell am I going to read 14 plus books in like 48 days or something like that like it was so serious I was not going to make it so I read four books in October and Millie read three October was my worst reading month And I'm so sad about it. Like, let me just tell you the three books that I read. It was like a YA fantasy. And then I read like a 600 page grimdark fantasy book where I was sick all of October. And this book is all about violence and torture. So I could only listen for so long before I'm just like, um, the torture is making me nauseous. Never mind. (laughs) And so it took me for, it took me like three weeks to read that book. Um, and then The Writing Retreat, which is still the most unhinged book I've ever read in my life. I like how your worst month was three books, and my worst month was, like, one book, and that was because we were recording. I had no choice. It, this, it, was, it was a tough year, okay? It was a tough year. September was also the month that my car window, that my car got broken into. Okay, sweetie, your car breaks <laughs> down every week. No, that my car got broken like, into. Are we surprised here? Yeah, we are. <laughs> that was the first time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Listen, this year has been so rough for me. I don't think like you guys don't realize how serious this year has been I've had nothing but car trouble I've been in the mechanic like once a week every single week like I'm (laughs) I swear your car is cursed oh no definitely like we like we need to sage my car we need to rub an egg on my car you know what fuck the car rub an egg on me sage me because I've had the worst luck this entire year it's just listen it's just been realize 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 if you know you know that meme it's just been a tough year overall it's been a hell but we, we're making it through you know and now i'm gonna be sick at the end of it it's 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 so fitting it's so fitting um it sucks november <laughs> millie read six books and i read five and december insert sports metaphor here millie read four books thus far she would like for me to point out that December is not over yet and she can up the number of books she has read in December. <laughs> and I have read six books in December. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm going to stop there. I don't think I have another one in me. Who knows? Maybe. I think my goal is to either hit like seven or eight books by the end of December. Girl, you only got a few days left. Well, I'm going on Christmas break next week. I got one week off work. That's where I'm hoping to make all the magic happen. I do too, but I was just planning on sleeping the entire time. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, how do you feel you did overall throughout the months? Like for me personally, it's so funny looking back at how much I read each month and just like thinking about what was going on in life during that month and how rough it was. The biggest thing that was like shocking for me in the beginning, the first couple of months to get used to was that I I realized pretty early on that mm-hmm. like, oh, shoot, my reading stamina is going down. Like I used to be able to read more per month. Like I think my average the year before was eight. And so it'd be like if it was a bad month, I'd read six. And if it was a good month, I'd read like 10 to 12. And so I would average out eight a month. That's crazy. And so then this year I realized that like, oh, no, like my average is like 
six, maybe like 5.5. And it was just something that I just had to get used to. It's like, okay, if I read five to six books a month, that's fine. And I don't have to read like 12 books a month. That's okay. I need to still continue to tell myself that. You're okay, girl. You're okay. All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about ratings and our star ratings. So a disclaimer going into this. Um, this is based on Goodreads calculation of how many stars, like how many five stars, four stars, and etc. And Goodreads star rating is archaic, um, at best. And I go by 0.5. I don't know about you, but I go by 0.5. And so the fact that I have like a 4.5 and have to choose between whether it be a four or five really like messes with the statistical data in my head. Cause I'm just like, I don't have that many five stars. I don't have that many four stars, but I have to choose one or the other. So let that be known for the record. All right. So with that being said, out of the 71 books Millie read this year, she gave 27 of them five stars. And out of the 47 asterisk books I read this year, I gave 10 of them five stars. So I technically read 47 individual books this year because it, it, 48 I read 48 books but technically 47 individual books because I read the seven year slip twice baby <laughs> I love that book so much I read it twice like back to back too it was quite 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 I've never done that before and I kind of get the itching to go back and read it again before <laughs> the year ends who knows it's just such a good I love that book so much and it's it's literally a crime that I don't have it on paperback I don't I don't know okay four stars Millie gave 21 books four stars, and I gave 16 books four stars. Three stars, Millie gave nine books three stars, and I gave seven books three stars. Millie gave five books two stars, and I gave nine books two stars. That's a lot of two-star books, honestly. Oddly enough, one star millie did not give a single one star rating this year do you want do you want to tell us a little bit about that i don't really give one star ratings often it's very rare that i do um and the reason why is if uh they're most likely going to turn into dnfs so like it's very difficult for me to like finish a book that i'm just like oh yeah it's gonna be a one star book it's like no i'll dnf it i don't want to get to that point um and then the two star books are really books that like i was enjoying and then like at some point in the book it just started going downhill but i've already invested so much i gotta finish it and then by the end of it i'm like oh that was a two star so yeah that's why i almost never get one star books i gave two books one star for i think the same reason i think just like subconsciously if i'm not gonna finish the book i'll just dnf it like if i don't like it i'm just gonna dnf it okay now unrated because there are some books that we just did not rate millie has nine unrated books and i have three unrated books um why why are some of your books unrated what's what's the decision in doing this so there are two different types of books that i don't rate on goodreads number one is if it's a nostalgic reread from my childhood because i feel like if I rate it now with like my criteria of who I am as almost 30, it won't like be, it will be like too harsh or just it won't be an accurate portrayal. And it's like, if I'm rereading a nostalgic book from my childhood, it's for just the entertainment value. So I don't want to go into it critiquing it because I might've not aged well and that's okay. I'm just rereading it for fun. So I usually don't um, rate 
nostalgic rereads. And um, the other books that I don't really feel comfortable rating is um, some Kindle Unlimited books. Um, so for instance, because I have to say it every episode, I, I have never rated the Madison Kate series. Um, like I don't have a rating system for them. I've never rated them on Goodreads. Um, they're just a hundred percent in my heart. Um, but like there was a Kindle Unlimited series that I read at the beginning of the year. And I think it was, it was an eight book series, but I, I read the, the second half of it in the beginning of 2023. Mm-hmm. And so those four books, I like, I didn't rate them. So that leads to all of these books being unrated whenever you told me that you don't rate kindle unlimited books i i kind of took that and i i was like okay like i understand what she's saying and i feel the same way about autobiographies Mm. so whenever it comes to like an autobiography i will not rate it just because it's a little bit intimate it's someone's story right how can you put a rating on someone's story the most you can put a rating on is like the way that it's written. There is one autobiography that I have rated, and that is Britney Spears' autobiography, but that's just because it's Britney Spears, and I just... She deserves it. I needed to give her that. Um, And then the other type of book that I don't give a rating to are, like, self-help books, or... um, Like motivational books? Yeah, kind of. Like, um, one of the books I read, I read two books towards the end of, in December, um, that kind of fit into this category. One of them is um, Extremely Online, The Untold Story of the Internet. So it's just like, it's almost like a history lesson on the internet. So like, I, 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 I think, I don't think I rated that one. I'm not sure. And then another one I most recently read is called The Body Keeps a Score. And it's a book about trauma and dealing with trauma. And I also don't think I rated that, if I'm not mistaken. And that is, again, because it's it's such a, like, personal thing. I can't put a rating on it, you know? Yeah, I think I, I don't read personally, like, autobiographies or memoirs or anything like that. But I think that that would also apply for me. Like, I just wouldn't feel comfortable... It feels like I'm rating someone's life story and it's just like, that's not my place to do so. Yeah. Like, like I mentioned, like the most I can do is like rate the writing or the storytelling. Um, but one like flat star rating on Goodreads does not provide that nuance. So I just opt out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Last, but certainly not least a year in books. So Goodreads, has a year in books kind of wrap up similar to like a Spotify Spotify wrapped. So to start off, Goodreads uh, Goodreads told us that our shortest book, the shortest book we read um this year, mine was Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, and that was 183 pages. And Millie's is Where the Drowned Girls Go. I just finished that book two days ago, um, and so I didn't realize it was going to be my shortest book. Um, but I actually really like that one and I give it a 4.5. So, oh, wow. Well. And that was 150 pages. Mm-hmm. The longest book. <laughs> this one's actually very funny because if you know, you know, the longest book I read was Those Who Wait. Didn't that book take you like three months to read? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this should trigger some people. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener, you know how <laughs> I got so sick and tired of hearing it being on your currently reading, like, for, like, eight episodes in a row. It was so serious. It was so serious for me. And this was a 632-page book. 
Millie's longest book is 766 pages, and that is The Empire of Gold. I need to up it up. Like, bruh, I used to read like 900,000 page books, and those would be my longest ones. Sarah J. Mass, what's up? Um, so I gotta do better next year. <laughs> You're actually insane. That's crazy. Oh my god. So overall, okay, but this is very interesting though. Overall, um, our average book length, mine is 350 and Millie's is 360. And if you know anything about books, you know that this is the average page count of your contemporary romance book. So what the hell does this say about us? What I was going to say, say that. I was like, it's because like 50% of the books we read are adult contemporary romances. And that's, that's the size of an adult contemporary romance. That is crazy. When I saw that, when I was like 350, that is such a specific number and also such a call out. Like if you know, you know. And personally, I feel like it is the perfect size of a book. For romance, yes. For romance, <laughs> yes. yes. For fantasy yes. and sci-fi, yeah. no, bro. They can no. be longer. Okay, now, most shelved. So this is, I guess, like the most popular book you have on your Goodreads that you've read. Um, so for Millie and I, we both got the same book. And it was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And that makes perfect sense because that book is wildly popular, like ridiculously popular. Mm -hmm. For least shelved, mine was extremely online. And Millie's was The Sickening of the Calm, which I have never heard of. Yeah, it's a KU book. Okay. That makes sense. And then the last little score that Goodreads gave us is our average rating. Millie's average star rating is a 4.1. And my average star rating is a 3.6, which means that I either really loved a book or really fucking hated a book. <laughs> I mean, I think that yours is a pretty good, like, accurate point to how you feel about books. I have a tendency so to emotionally... um score high in the beginning so like i'll i'll finish a book and i'll be writing that book high and i'm like oh my god that was such a good book i loved it it's a five star and then i sit on it for a couple of days and i'm just like maybe it's a 4.5 and then sometimes i sit on it for like a week and i'm like maybe it's a four um and so then it starts like lowering down but because we don't have 0.5s it ends up always like jumping back up to five star just for good read's sake um so yeah i always i always score high inter audio from when we reviewed emily henry's happy plays where we were trying to actively convince ourselves as to how much we liked that book we were literally talking ourselves into liking the book also also you again because at the start of that podcast episode, we gave the book five stars. By the end of the podcast episode, I think I gave it a three star. I gave it a four. I th Yeah, it was like a three or a four. But like, it always happens where the more we discuss a book, the more we're like, actually, actually, it was not that good. It's like the wool goes up from under your eyes and you're just like, oh, never mind. It had more flaws than I remembered. And there's more things I would have yeah. wanted to change about this book than I thought. Painfully accurate. All right. Well, that was our 2023 book analytics. That was a lot of numbers we just threw at you. So we're going to talk about our best and worst books of the year, as well as just kind of like our overall reading experience, which I feel like definitely parallels with our personal life uh shenanigans that go on as well just just pointing that out there 
Um, but let's jump into the positives. So we decided to rank our top five books of the year. And this is any genre, any category. Um, and we're just going to briefly talk about why we like these books. Um, and you guys might see some familiar titles here. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and do my top five first. So I'm going to go backwards. So I'm going to do from five to one. Um, so for number five, I have The Neighbor Favor, which is a adult contemporary romance, which I really loved so much while reading this book. And I'm still salty that it wasn't in the Goodreads top 20 nominees uh, for the romance category. I'm still very butthurt about that. Um, number four was Babel by Miss Rebecca Kwong. I really, really like that book. <laughs> and it's dark academia. And it's like historical fiction fantasy. And it's not my buzzwords at all. But I really, really liked it. And I cried. And I felt a lot of dark thoughts afterwards. And so it definitely was in my top five. Um, number three is a little sci-fi novella called A Prayer for the Crown Shy by Miss Becky Chambers. And I felt so many emotions reading this book, and I absolutely loved it. Number two is The Seven Year Slip, which is another adult contemporary romance, and arguably one of the best contemporary romances that I have read. I really, really enjoyed this. I'm really glad that you recommended it for us to read for one of our podcasts, because it was so much fun. Number one is the most surprising for me, because I honestly didn't expect... Not only to like this book, but for it to rank so high in my memory. And that is The Kingdom of Copper by S.A. Chakraborty. So let me tell you a little backstory on this really quick. Um, it is adult fantasy. And I read the first book in the series. And I gave it a 3.5. And I was unsure if I was going to continue the series or not. But I had bought the second book already, like physically. And so I was like, you know what? I have to at least try it because everybody in like the adult fantasy world loves the series and so like I'll just try the second book and if I'm really not feeling it I'll DNF it and I ended up starting this book in Italy and finishing it in Italy and that book was huge it was like 550 600 pages and I read it while I was touring Italy and I could not put this book down I kept picking it up like as we're going on the tour bus to like different cities um and I absolutely loved this book and I gave it a five star and it was my favorite book of the year. I love that. And now you have a very vivid memory associated with this book. That's so lovely. Um, okay, my top five is actually very surprising. When I was putting this list together, it kind of fell together kind of quickly, honestly. So number five, I did not expect on my top five at all. And that's the Anthropocene Reviewed. And this is a book by John Green, and it's a bunch of essays. This book reignited my love for being a human and my love for the tiny little things in our life or tiny small things that make up our life and how good those things can be. Um, he just goes through and reviews songs, reviews like sports, reviews birds. It's, it's just beautiful. It is a beautiful collection of human artifacts that have ratings. I love this book. Number four is Love Theoretically. <laughs> um, I buddy read this book with um, one of my very, very, very good friends. And I don't know, I just I fell in love with it. It, it made me really like, I don't know, 
what's the term? It made me very reflective upon myself and my dating habits. And it was just a silly, silly little like adult contemporary romance. So it was really cool that it was able to do that for me. Um, number three is The Bell Jar. I actually read Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar. Um, now, I had no idea what this book would be about. I just knew that it was very popular. Um, and I had it on my Libby and it came up and I was like, sure, I'll just listen to it. I didn't think I was going to finish it, honestly, going into it. I thought it was just going to be something like to keep in the background. I ended up absolutely loving this book. The best thing about this book is that it still feels very contemporary and it still feels very of its time. Besides for some of the vocabulary or some of the like um, technology that is mentioned, this book is so perfectly encapsulates being a young woman in your 20s. It's, it's amazing, it's, especially if you're... A young, depressed, sad, anxious woman in your 20s. <laughs> it perfectly encapsulates that. This is the blueprint for all weird, sad girl books to come. It is insane. Number two is The Seven Year Slip. Because I have to mention my husband, Iwan. I have to give him a shout out. This book is, this book came to me at a perfect time. And it was just, it's just, set the, it's the best fucking romance book I've read in a very long fucking time. And I'm going to be very surprised if something comes next year that like topples this one. And my number one favorite book of the year, to no one's surprise, well, to my surprise, but not to Millie's surprise, because apparently she saw the list and she was like, oh, I knew, I knew this was going to be your number one. It's Bunny by Mona Awad. I'm not going to talk much about this book because I'm forcing Millie to read this book next year. <laughs> I'm but this book allows for so much discussion to be had. There's a lot of conversation that can be brought up from this book alone. There's a lot of room for interpretation, which I love. And this book also made me realize that I love this like weird niche genre of like weird girl books. Like it's so much fun and it's so it's so gray and there's like a lot of like wiggle room and it's it's so nice. It's nuanced and it's a little bit eerie and a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit uncanny valley-esque it's just it, it touches on horror it's just such a good genre and this book by Mona Awad is just chef's kiss amazing I really liked it um so much so that I'm making Millie read it next year very excited so yeah that is my top five all of the weird girl booktubers uh that I watch love this book so when you started getting into your weird sad girl era i was like she's gonna like bunny it's so good it's it's pretty short um this book actually is heavily influencing my next year's reading goal Ooh, okay hang on hang on on that because we yeah. haven't got to the 2024 reading goals but we're gonna circle back on that <laughs> so exciting um we have a bonus round which is the worst book of the year. And we decided not to write a bunch of books here. So we're going to just like talk about one, maybe two books. Um, so it could be books that we DNF'd. Like they were the worst book we were reading and we did not want to finish it. Or it could be books that we did finish and we're like, I wasted my time reading this book. So um, I will go first because um, the first book that I thought of, I read back in January. 
and it was the book that I picked up near the beginning of the year. And I was like, this is a five-star prediction. I'm so excited for this book. And it was The Battle of the Linguist Mages by Scott O'Moore. Oh, God. My oh, biggest God. regret is that I started a buddy read with my coworker, and that was the first book that we picked up. And we both were, like, obsessed with the title and the synopsis of it. And we were so excited to get started on our buddy reading journey. And we were, like, both trying to continue reading this book for the sake of the other. And then we finally got to each other. And I was, like, 150 pages into it. And we're talking about it. And we're just, like, I, I'm, like, I can't finish reading this book. She's, like, oh, thank God. Like, I hate this book. <laughs> It was so bad. Like, the only way I can describe this book was that it was written by a man. Oh, God. It was so bad. So bad. Oh. Um, and then just quickly going into the worst book that I finished, um, I think it's actually Throttled by Lauren Asher. <laughs> Thank you for that, Greta. <laughs> I'm so... I love, I love this. I love this. Oh, my God. Okay. I forced I myself that. to finish that book. Because I was like, I need to finish it for the podcast, but I hated every second that I was reading this book. I think that actually was a one star for me. I just didn't rate it on Goodreads. It's a one star. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Damn, that is hilarious. I am so sorry. Um, So, <laughs> surprisingly, Throttled is not the worst book I've read this year. The worst book that I DNF'd was fourth wing i'm so sorry i'm gonna get so much fucking hate for it but that was the stupidest book i read the writing was so bad i could not for starters for starters millie introduced me truly to the world of fantasy with like amazing fantasy books amazing fantasy books and then i read i and then i attempted to read fourth wing oh my god i am never going to get the part of the, the this part of the book is never gonna leave my head and that's when she's on the freaking precipice and she's having a nervous breakdown so she starts reciting facts about history hello she's not like other girls okay uh, this book was so stupid it was so stupid and there's no <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get canceled i'm gonna get canceled i'm gonna this, this is the greatest cancel i can't i just i can't things need to be said i need to i need to speak my truth I need to speak my truth. I hated this book. <laughs> um, I also finished the book and hated it. So we're not that far off. Like, cancel both of us. I need to speak my truth. I can't live like this. I can't live like this anymore. I don't understand how people are able to listen to this, like, listen or read this book without cringing at how difficult, how, 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 like, it's difficult to read, not because it's linguistically challenging. It's difficult to read because it's written poorly. <laughs> there are so many people that love this I book, like genuinely love what. this book. And like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am all for accessibility and I'm all for accessible reading and accessible language. I champion that any single fucking time I can. I come from a STEM background, so I understand that there's a lot of gatekeeping and there's a lot of, like, like people, like, people are intimidated by some STEM, like, literature because of the complexity of it. And it doesn't need to be that way. So I 100% understand having a book written in a word, like, in a language or in words that are easy to follow and easy to comprehend. 
I understand that, especially because, you know, the American school system is not the best. All right. And we all know that our reading level and attention spans are not the best. Okay. Thank you, TikTok. Thank you. Um, with that being said, this book still fucking sucks. All right. And there's better romance and there's better romanticy. All right. Out there. <laughs> like, let's not stoop this slow. Honestly, I probably would like this book if it just had You're crazy. multiple better content editors. Like, the story behind it was good. I was intrigued by the premise of it. It just needed content editors and copy editors. <laughs> it just needed a whole new editing team. It. Uh, I just. I just. I just stood on my Apple box and just <laughs> delivered that speech. <laughs> I've never felt so passionately about anything before. Dude, the amount of times I've roasted Fourth Wing on my channel, like I, yeah, and I was gonna try Iron Flame. I was gonna try Iron Flame, but then I heard that it's like equally the same quality as Fourth Wing, and I was just like, no, because I could. Ha- I could understand fourth wing being lower quality because it was self-published first and then picked up traditionally but for iron flame to go into the publishing world having the hype that it has with the editing quality that it has no no ma'am no that is unforgivable i don't think anyone could pay me to read all of fourth wing (laughs) it's supposed to be like a six book series too i don't think anyone could pay me literally two days from now as soon as this fucking podcast is published i'm gonna get someone in the dms being like i will literally like sponsor your episode (laughs) no (laughs) i'm gonna be like thank you but i pass okay now for the worst book that i finished this is freaking hard man because here's the thing normally a book is so bad that you remember it But I think what's even worse is when a book is so bad that you can't remember it. I'm curious. Which one is it? It's between two. I literally can't remember. I cannot remember what the hell happened in either of these two books. And I read them. I read read them. Which ones? Well, it's two of them, unfortunately. And one of them is Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And the other one is A Proposal by Jasmine Gilroy. I cannot remember what happened in these two books. But I go back and I check like my rating and my notes and Goodreads and they weren't good. <laughs> so, so yeah, honorable mention to meet me at the lakes. Just toss that one in there. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is an honorable mention for me and not for you. Piranesi. You're so rude. You're I did not so enjoy rude. reading that. That's the one episode where we have so the most rude. contradictory opinions and interpretations and experiences reading a book um it's baffling because it really felt like we read two different books but it was not i like piranesi is like a two-star to me and i i'm like uh, uh, and you're just like i love it you're literally canceled that piranesi is my little baby girl all right and it's chef's kiss amazing i really enjoyed it yeah water and statues that's that's literally the entire book it's water and statues shut up you're such a hater. you're such a hater oh my god okay i want to ask i want to ask because this is okay is there a book that you read that was not necessarily your favorite or like the best book you've read all year but a book that has stayed with you oh so like it's memorable mm-hmm. um 
let's see here. I think there's one that it was like, I think like a 3.5, but it felt very like mm-hmm. cute and like Studio Ghibli esque. And so Ooh. I still like recommend it, even though for me it was just like so so. Um, and that is The Girl Who Fell Beneath the Sea. Uh, that's Ooh. a YA fantasy one. And mm-hmm. I'm just taking a quick look at my books here to see what else, because I feel like there probably is more than just one book to answer that. Another one is Next of Kin, which I read pretty recently, because that one is, again, a so-so book. Nothing new, but I just had a wonderfully happy mm-hmm. time reading that book. So I would say probably those two. I love that. Um, So I ask this because there is one book I read this year. It was a recommendation. First of all, it's the longest review I have ever written on Goodreads. And I think about this book all the damn time. And I truly do not understand why. Because it wasn't my favorite. It didn't make my top five. But it just has stayed with me. And that is Normal People by Sally Rooney. Okay. There's something about this book. Truly, truly, I think about this book maybe like once a month. And I think about the story like once a month. Like, I don't understand why, but it just has, it very much stuck with me. I don't know why, but it did. More than, like, any other book I've read this year, which is crazy to think about. It's just one, I guess it's just one of those things. It's, with that being said, are we ready to transition over to 2024? All right. So, moving on now to part two, which is our 2024 reading goals. Um, So, you can gather from our commentary that we both had kind of, like, so so reading experience for 2023 it wasn't the best it wasn't a complete worst but i could say in star rating i think for both of us it was like a 3.5 yeah so going into 2024 um we are going to be talking about what our new goodreads rating uh reading goal is going to be as well as some of like our overall reading goals going into 2024 so Um, To no one's surprise, I'm going to be basic and not change, which means that my Goodreads reading goal is going to go back up to 100, um, and then I'll put it back down on the last day of the year for the actual result, but it's going to be 100 once again. Um, Greta, what is your Goodreads reading goal going to be? I'm sorry, can we just, that's insane that you're keeping it at 100, (laughs) every single year you drop it down. Girl, why do you do this to yourself? Uh, because my brand is chaos and self-sabotage. Have you seen my YouTube channel? (laughs) That's insane. Okay, well, when we were talking about this episode, I kind of hinted to you that things were going to be changing for me. I know, you like left it all mysterious. I know, I'm so sorry. Okay, you ready? My reading goal for 2024 is 12 books. Ooh. Ooh, okay, one book a month. Yep, that's it. So what led you what led you to this decision? After reading Bunny, this is again, this is like I read this book like end of November, beginning of December. I was in such a time crunch to finish my reading goal. I felt such an immense amount of pressure to finish this fucking reading goal that I didn't have enough time to sit with the book. I read Big Swiss and Bunny back to back. And those are both two books that kind of needed more time to breathe in between each reading session like in between reading them and it kind of upset me (laughs) that I had to just like quickly like bookmark it and then just keep on going you know I had to just keep on on to the next one I wanted more time to sit 
and kind of like think about the book and not feel the pressure to like keep on consuming. So I want to change my my reading goal next year to 12 as a way to allow myself to interact more with each book I read. I want to be able to not just like read it for the sake of reading it, but also kind of get more in depth with it and kind of like really sink into the story comfortably and pick up on some of the nuance that I might miss while just, you know, fucking speed reading it to meet my reading goal. That's definitely something that I want to work on. In 2022, my reading goal for this year was um, was to read more nuanced books. And I feel like that killed it. I feel like I killed it. I feel like I um, definitely read more nuanced books than last year. Um, so the year after, so 2024, I really want to again, read more nuanced books, but also um, more in depth. I want to be able to capture the book a lot more. With that being said, 12 is my personal reading goal. And the books we read for the podcast do not go into those 12 books. Okay, those will be like additional yeah exactly got it so uh those will not be counted into my 12 books but i will be tracking them on goodreads of course but yeah 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 so that that's my that's my i'm going to be more of a intentional quality over quantity reading next year we'll see how this goes we'll see how this goes because yeah i was curious about that because with our podcast schedule um, we're basically averaging one to two books a month that we're reading solely for this podcast schedule. And I know that while we enjoy doing this podcast, because we're both reading books that we have to agree on, and that it might be out of our comfort zone, or it might be like a little bit different than the mood we're in, in that season or that era, um, mm-hmm. that could affect our personal like reading journeys. Because I know for you, it might be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not in the mood for this book, but I'm going to pick it up. Or for me, it's like I have a reading schedule of like different video ideas that I want to do at this particular time. And so then reading this book is like not not the perfect time, but I have to read it separate from my different reading stuff that I'm doing for my channel. So I think for me, it's just kind of like keeping those things really separate, but at the same time being aware that like, oh yeah, you do have to read an extra one to two books specifically for the podcast so when you're making your reading plans don't go overboard (laughs) don't think you're gonna read six books maybe try to go for four being able to incorporate books for the podcast has honestly been a little bit it's been challenging there are several books that we plan to read yeah there are several books that we plan to read this year that we ended up scrapping because either we just weren't in the right place with like our mental health or we just figured it would not be like it wouldn't be that good of a discussion, even though we wanted to read the books. Um, it's been it's literally been quite quite a journey, and especially for you as well, because like you mentioned, you have to fit these books into your already existing reading schedule. Um, so, I mean, next year is looking pretty good, considering that a lot of the books that I already want to read, like Emily Henry's coming out with a new book. We have another book by the author that wrote um, The Neighbor Favor, right? So, like, there's already stuff that's coming out that I'm already like, oh, yes, thank you so much. I will be reading that. Um, so I feel like it's going to be it's going to it's going to be pretty interesting. But um, besides for that, the books that I pick up, I really want to 
you know, read them, enjoy them, and like kind of be able to sit with them a little bit longer and not feel like I have to rush into the next thing so quickly. So what are some of like specific reading goals? Like I know that we were talking about how you wanted more quality over quantity. Um, Does that affect like specific genres you're trying to gear yourself towards? I definitely want to continue in fiction. Um, Maybe dip myself into some sci-fi, which I don't normally read. Um, I feel like there might be a space for me there somewhere. Um, so maybe do that. But honestly, I really want to continue to explore this. Like, it almost feels like a lot of the books I've been reading come out of like MFA programs. <laughs> like um, Bunny or Big Swiss or um, Yellow Face. Like, I feel like a lot of these books are just like it, it takes a little bit like of an insane author to write these things and they're a little bit interesting and a little bit weird and I really want to kind of delve more into that genre and continue to read books that are not just black and white good and bad that um allow for a little bit of gray and I'm like worried with that what I'm saying is going to lead to Millie being like oh perfect so you're ready for dark fantasy and this is not the case you're not ready for grimdark that's terrifying no yeah but that's that's definitely it um maybe up my page count a bit and then okay i also really want to do more physical books i do a, i read a lot of audiobooks and i feel like that might be the case because i was trying to get through the reading goal i'm not that fast of a reader so audiobooks allow me to like get through it so by reading less books hopefully ideally I'm going to be able to have more time to, um, you know, pick up some actual physical books and like get in bed and like cuddle up with one. You know, that's that, that's the plan. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. What about you? What are some of your specific reading goals for 2024? So I think it's interesting because my reading goals always have a lot to do with my channel. They just are connected. They're intertwined. Um, and so I was trying to analyze, like do some self-reflection on why I had such an okay so so reading year and why I was just kind of like disappointed by a lot of the videos that I released this year and it wasn't necessarily because I just like didn't like how it ended up or like I was disappointed with like the type of videos that I was producing but it was more of the fact that like I was trying trying these different reading experiments and they just didn't work out this year for whatever reason the books that I ended up picking were just like not it they were just either not what I expected or the ratings were kind of low or it just took forever for me to like finish these books and these are like I always love doing reading experiment videos they're my favorite types and I just had more luck I just had better luck in previous years and this year I was just unlucky and there was nothing I could have done to like prevent it it was just the way it happened but I think that that's part of the reason why I'm a little disappointed with um my reading overall is just because I had a lot of reading experiment videos that didn't go as planned. Um, and so I think that a way that I can kind of counteract it for this year for 2024 is I'm still doing reading experiment videos that isn't going to change. But I think one of the problems that I have is that I'll do a reading experiment based on a singular genre. And then that makes it so that I'm reading like three or four books in a row of the same genre. And then I start to get burnout from that genre. And I've noticed okay. that this year, I 50 to 60% of my books were adult fantasy. 
And I didn't mean for that ratio to go so high. I did not mean for that to be the percentage. Um, and I want to be more balanced um, next year and more intentional with the type of genres that I'm picking up. Um, so what that means is like, I probably shouldn't be picking up more than one, maybe two adult fantasy in a month. And I should be doing why contemporary because I used to love that genre and I don't read it anymore. And so I want to pick up more why contemporary. I want to be more strategic with how I pick YA fantasy because last year I just kept picking all the wrong books and then this year I didn't even want to read any YA fantasy so I want to like not fall back in love with it but like do pick up a couple of them and be more strategic with which ones I pick up. Um, I definitely want to continue reading more sci-fi because I was starting to get into it and then I just forgot it. (laughs) Um, So there's a bunch of genres that I really want to um, balance out with all the adult fantasy that I read. And that means, subsequently, that I'm most likely going to be reading less grimdark going into 2024, and that's okay. <laughs> it sounds like you're prioritizing um, a lot of what you know you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're kind of trying to go back and, like, find, fi- rekindle almost the, like, joy for reading that was kind of burnt out this year. Because it was tough. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, like, the, if I could describe it in a word... For 2024, I just want my reading to be more balanced. Ooh, I love that. More balanced. So don't go crazy with like only reading one genre or only doing these types of videos. Like just be more balanced, try new things, try different things, fall back in love with things. Like, yes, balance myself out. That's good. I feel like that works because you've been doing this for so long. For someone like me who... If you're anything like me, you kind of just started to like re-fall in love with reading after, you know, graduating college <laughs> and you're, you finally have like the time. Like the, honestly, the last time I was in love with reading was when Twilight was released. All right. This is very serious stuff. Um, so, yeah, like it, with like me, I feel like I'm having to rediscover genres as an adult and rediscover what I what 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 I like in reading again as an adult because yes I do love romance and that is very easy it's a very easy genre to like kind of fall into um but there's more out there than just that um so unlike you I want to hyper fixate on a genre and like see if I like it see if it sticks and be like okay I like this this is what I like and then slowly like explore other other avenues but that's really it's it's so interesting how like how different our you know reading journeys are and how far along we are it's really cool i know i'm really excited for 2024 it's interesting because my goal going into 2023 was stress less that was the mantra and i think this was my most stressful year because i was in my attempt to put less pressure on myself i inadvertently put way more pressure on myself um so that that goal failed this year so this year i'm going for something a little bit different and i think i think it's a little bit more attainable for me and also one of the biggest things i realized is let go of some things that are just not working for you um so really briefly like i know i'm going into channel stuff and this is our podcast but i'm just giving examples no um I would do these really long um, 12 book reading experiment series where I would read um, an entire year's worth of a subscription box 
So I did that for Alcrate, I did that for Fairy Loot, I did that for Lumicrate, and I did that for Mysterious Galaxy sci-fi fantasy box. And those videos took up so much of my time because I had to read all 12 books. And majority of the time they were books that I didn't want to pick up, but I forced myself to read them to like finish that video series. Um, and it's just like, I need to stop doing that to myself. Like yeah. read books that I want to read. <laughs> it's a lot more fun that way. Yeah. Who would have thought if you read books that you're actually interested in, you might enjoy them more. Go figure. What's one habit that you want to develop for 2024 when it comes to reading and it comes to the podcast or your channel or what have you? I think for me, one of the biggest things is that I steered away from reading physically because it was just so much more convenient to read audiobooks and I just wouldn't give the time, like the proper time and energy to read physically. And so I want to start like redeveloping that habit of reading physically and like actually carving out time for it like on a daily basis so that's one that I definitely like I used to do and I want to bring it back I feel the exact same way <sighs> I really want to read physically again whether I mean whether it's my ebook or like a physical book I really just want to sit down and like I'm going to read now instead of audiobook in and I'm doing dishes audiobook in and I'm doing something else you know I want to like be more mindful with my time I feel like that's like my whole theme for 2024. 2023 was such a fucking chaos. It was a chaos. I was a little tornado all 2023. And I just, I want to just slow down. 2024, hopefully I get to slow down in 2024. We we might slow down, but the podcast, it, it keeps on rolling. It keeps on going. Because we already have our first book of 2024 planned out. Millie, what's the first book we're reading? So for our next week episode, which is our first episode into 2024, we are going to be reading Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Toshikazu Kawaguchi. This book is written in Japanese, translated to English for reading the English translation that you can probably find at every single library or at every single indie store um so if you want to read that along with us it's actually it's a pretty short book but i've heard nothing but great things about it same so very excited all right so greta it is coming to a close so if the people are enjoying our podcast um where can they listen to us you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. We would so appreciate it if you would leave us a star rating on Spotify. It would literally mean the world to us. We would love if you would share our podcast with anybody who likes reading and likes silly little stupid discussions. Um, we also have a comment box and a poll on Spotify. Like I mentioned, Millie and I are currently in the process of building our 2020 for reading schedule so if there's anything you would like for us to check out like i don't know the second book in the ice planet barbarian series i don't know another kindle unlimited series that is just all smut that we need to read um just submit that into our reading box if you want us to read midnight sun which is you know twilight but edward's version put that in there i would love to torture millie in that way somebody please suggest that please Suggest it. I would I'm love about to. to no, I'm about to drop the sequel to The Wolf of Orin Yarrow in our comment box, just saying, FYI. Every single year we have to read The Wolf of Orin Yarrow. <laughs> the second book is 590 pages, just FYI. Oh my god, okay. 
Anyways, um, you can find more of us on TikTok at the books we meet in the lib, on Instagram at the books we meet in the library, and on Threads at the books we meet in the library. Honestly, right now on TikTok, all we are doing is reposting information about what is happening in Palestine. So. Follow us on TikTok, get that information, and educate yourself on what is happening. It is super important that we are all aware. Millie, where can the people find you? Um, you guys can also additionally find me on my YouTube channel, Into the Nook. And you guys can also follow me on Instagram at Into the Nook Realm. Greta, where can they find you? You guys can find me on TikTok at Greta's Favorite Things or on Instagram at Greta's Favorite Things. That is it for us today. That is it for us this year. <laughs> Ooh. It was a really fun time getting to debut this podcast. We finished off 2023 and now we're on to 2024 of bigger and better things. I'm so excited. This this episode will be coming out on literally Christmas Day. So wishing everybody a happy holiday and a super happy new year. We will be back next year with Before the Coffee Gets Cold. We will talk to you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.